1: Welcome in to the edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley and Stevie Nickel. We'll kick things off with a big game in the FA Cup at the Etihad. Manchester City taking on Arsenal. It really did not live up to expectations. Just the one goal when it would come in the 64th minute. Nathan Ake with a nice finish would see Pep Guardiola side through to the next round. Uh, Frank LePouf uh, joins us. we we'll are going to Frank in a moment. Craig, overall, this wasn't quite the barnstormer we were hoping for. Oh. No, but it was tight and I think we thought
2: it was going to be tight even with the changes that Arsenal made but kind of went the way we thought before the game just not with the goals. I mean, Ateta picked a good side and they played okay particularly Trossard in the first half uh, but when Party went off and I don't know if that was just we'll give you 45 and we'll take you off or he had a, a little niggle but once he goes off then that's the engine room. He's been there, best well, he's been... Arguably the best midfielder in the Premier League this season. So Arteta picked a team, I think, Stevie, that said,
3: if we get a win here, fine, but if we don't, then it's not a drama. That's the way it turned out. He picked a competitive team, and and they pretty much were. Uh, City, I would suggest, picked a stronger team. But the truth of the matter is, Man City won this game, but they have not answered any questions. Right. None at all. You know, we thought it was going to be a barnstormer. We thought both sides would have a little bit of oomph, a bit of emotion, and try and get forward. But the truth is, both of them, both of them were extremely average, in my opinion. Arsenal did shade it in the first half. Uh, City maybe shaded it just because they got a goal. But in all honesty, it was a snooze fest for most of it. And City's won the game. Yeah. And actually, I'm sure as much as Arteta would like to have won. He's okay with the result, really. City are happy they won. Pep's happy he won. But as I said right at the get go, there was no answers to the questions of Manchester City going forward. What's happened to the side that was scoring three and four goals? Mm. Not, not just two and three seasons ago, but at the start of the season? Yeah. That has completely vanished. And they've won the game, but going forward, I mean, their average is mean, days long. It's, it, yeah, they're not. They're just, I mean,. Obviously, we've seen Liverpool fall
2: off a cliff this year. City are not, clearly not there. Mm. But they're certainly not the well-oiled machine that they have been. Yeah, they've got a man up front, who, we talked about it, can score goals for fun if you put the crosses in the box and you play the right balls in behind. But I tell you what, yeah, City win, they go on to the next round, if buts and maybes. But if I'm Arsenal, I'm an Arsenal coach, a player or a fan, I'm sitting there thinking, if we'd have played the big boys today yep. and we've got two games coming up against Man City... If everybody's fit, uh, you have to have said, the way Arsenal had been been playing without the six changes, I think they could have taken City today. Do you agree, Frank?
4: Uh, No, I don't. I think I I said before the game that uh, Arteta was looking for excuses in case he would have lost. I think the coach who uh, respected the competition the most won today um, and now we are saying, yes, but Ateta is because he didn't pick the, the right team or the best team that he didn't win. But he should have. He should have picked the, the best team and, and compete. Uh, um, when he puts parties out, well, defensively, he damages his, uh, his balance. And um, seeing uh, Odegaard coming and Martinelli coming on, even if Trossa had a good game, made the last 50 minutes very interesting for, for Arsenal. So he would have picked the right team. He maybe would have gone through and then respected the, uh, the, the competition. Now he's out. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't smashed like maybe we could have thought, but he lost it. And uh, he didn't respect the competition for me. Therefore, uh, Gunners out of the competition. Yeah, they're still first in the Premier League. So Arteta must be happy because he has all excuses he wanted.
2: But let's be honest, a lot of managers were disrespecting anything outside the Champions League and the Premier League, whether we like it or not, the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup have become, probably until the semi-final stages, a vehicle for resting one or two players so that that that's not a new thing, unfortunately. I, we don't always agree with it. We've all played in the cup finals here. And we know how important the FA Cup has been. But the landscape has changed. And, and I think the landscape for Arsenal has changed in a sense that I don't remember historically the last time they were in this position in the Premier League, mm. right, off the top of my head. And there is a severe balancing act to be had here with what do you do? Do I take the risk? or they're a player slightly weak inside. And only at the end of the season can we sit here and go, wow, yeah, yeah, you know, I should have done that, and he put right. all his eggs in this basket, and he did this, and he did this. He, yeah, made, a, no. he made a decision. Uh, Frank, l- 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 I, again, look at I think,
3: I think I think, unfortunately, the way the game played out, it's very easy for us to say he might be thinking I should have played a better team just because of how poor City were. Mm. But that's dead easy now. As we said before, the ball was kicked. The importance for him is the Premier League, so he did pick the right team. Right. It's just too easy to be the old Monday morning quarterback when we're sitting here right now. Yeah, I mean, once I, I don't think the decision was wrong and they could no, have won the game. Not at all,
2: I'm, no. I'm looking at it from the perspective of the two league games coming up. Now, I know fortunes change and form changes, but looking at how City are playing currently, and it's only, I think,
1: I don't know, is it three weeks or so? Around what? The 16th, isn't it? February 16th is when they meet next.
2: It's three weeks, isn't it? Yeah. it's a good guess. So, it's unlikely to do a full 360. I'm talking about City's form. And my point is, if Arsenal form continues with
1: their strongest team, I'd be feeling pretty good about playing them. Frank, does this affect, if anything, the title race? No, because
4: it's going to be another... It's going to be a different competition and... Uh, uh, Arsenal have lost with all dignity, so I think they're going to keep their confidence and they're going to go for the fact that it's a different competition and they are five points ahead, you know, with one game in hand. So um, they're going to go and play against City with full of confidence. But again, you know, um, if they start losing one game uh, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, they don't win the Premier League, they would have... uh, you know, uh, sacrifice one competition for nothing, and uh, with the squad that they have, the team that they have, the players that they have in form, I think they could have uh, competed better. And I said it before the game; mm. I already said it before the game that it was a mistake. So, um, for that, for those games that they're going to have to play against City, uh, now of course they are they full of confidence. They they have kind of a mass, mass mattress you know uh, uh, of confidence and 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 points you know f- to to save them, but we'll see at the end of the day we will see at the end of the competition
1: uh, we talked about the importance uh, of thomas party and the, the the clear effect it had when he was taken off, Arsenal realised that. Obviously, transfer market is still open until the end of the month. They're going hard for Caicedo at Brighton. 60 60 million. Keep that going. You you push really hard for this, yeah, just to make sure you've got the reinforcements there to sustain this position at the top of the table? Yeah, well, the answer is yes.
2: (laughs) But, I mean, from some of the reports I read today, is that Brighton are... They're so desperate to keep the player, and obviously they've got a, a new manager in in Deserbi, a new manager, a young manager doing really well. Uh, if you're going to pull the rug from under his feet, it's probably going to have to be closer to 100 million, I think. Right. He's a, he's a very very good midfield player, really good, strong, good passer, reads the game well, uh, all the attributes that you need. So. Yeah, I think Arsenal will push for it. At I, I, how much and where their end line is, I, I just don't know. But clearly, 60
3: million is not going to get it done. Doing all the right things, Arsenal. Looking to sign the right players. Again, you know, something has always been the same. When you're sitting right on top of the pile, there's no better time to strengthen. Right. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Whether they get, a, whether they manage it or not, they're absolutely doing all the right things right now. Uh, So, Manchester City through to the
1: next round of the FA Cup. Over the next 72 hours, we'll be learning learning. He'll be joining them as well. Just a reminder, every single match is live on ESPN+. Here's just a selection of them. It all starts tomorrow morning. Walsall taking on Leicester. Then a number of games kicking off at 10 o'clock ahead of Preston against Spurs. And then we'll have full studio around Manchester United against Reading. It's an early start for Craig on Sunday. He'll be up for Brighton against Liverpool. Some of us will. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think I'll I'll, this, I think I'll tape this game another oh, the line. him VCR, your (laughs) Uh, And then Wrexham against Sheffield United. Uh, Wrexham, of course, looking to make history as they take on the championship side. And then on Monday, it's Derby County against West Ham. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Of course, it's not only been the FA Cup that we've had over this weekend. Midweek, we had the Copper Ray Rey here on ESPN+. Quarter final of the Copa del Rey. It has to be decided tonight as
2: well. Can Atletico Madrid shock those who are predicting another Real Madrid win?
4: La pelota de Levanta que llega para el portado centro gol. A brilliant
3: team goal from Los Rocky Blancos.
2: Stannis Abiota again. He needs to be careful. He's just taken a yellow card. That's
3: the point, I think. That the Atletico Madrid players are
1: making. Rodrigo, beautiful feet from him. Here comes Federico. There he is, Rodrigo, He's going to put it through. Last time he Oh, it's a
4: oh. goal! It's a brilliant goal.
1: The 90 minutes are up. We'll be going to extra time. Camavinga savages challenge on him. See you later. Yeah. Second yellow. He's gone. And Atletico Madrid's problems mount. Sensio
4: across the face of goal. Wonderful job. And goal. Benzema again. And Real Madrid
5: lead. It's difficult to understand how we are so bad. We are so bad in the first
4: half. We're so good in the second half. It's not only the strategy of the game. Mentally, this team is really strong. Get
2: Another solo
1: goal from a Brazilian. Vinicius on target again. And that is game set match. proper match wasn't it and that is depicted in the newspapers in Spain front page of Ass saying long live the derby uh, Marco going with a real derby and another comeback Real Madrid just don't know when they're beaten uh, let's kick things off shall we by reflecting on that goal from Rodrigo boys this is one of those you're showing everyone because it's just so special great feet uh, got a lot to do here as he picks it up skips
2: by Witzel Great feet there, lots of bodies. And then the other thing was, I uh, noticed Stevie. He's not scoring if he doesn't take this early. No. Just, just here.
3: That's what does the keeper all black. He's actually got, he's got very little to shoot at as well. We've taken, well, he's ended up going wide. But, I mean, look at this. He's got, he's got nothing to shoot at here. You talk about accuracy. As Craig said. Probably the most important thing is goalkeeper doesn't see any backlift. Right.
1: So he's, he, he done catches a. Like early. Well, he
3: just catches. He catches him unawares, the yeah. goalkeeper, which is why he manages to beat him at the near post. Uh, Atleti not happy about the refereeing
1: throughout the game, in particular the Sabayos incident. They felt he should have got a second yellow card for that challenge that we saw outside the box.
2: Well, there's no doubt it's a free kick, right?
3: He doesn't know the players there. It's cl- it's, we were talking about this earlier. Stevie said, "Look how high! Look how high he's, he's boot!" Bu- Look how, look how low his boot is. Right. It's a foul. Not a, it's a it? foul. Not every foul is a yellow card. I mean, that's just a fact. Not every foul should be a yellow card. And if we were going to yellow card everybody for a challenge like that, there'd be nobody left on the field. So, Athletic. Why don't thought I mean, listen, like classless, isn't it? Listen. <laughs> Honestly. They are.
2: Sometimes they are. I mean, they did get a player sent off, a player with a reputation. Yeah. Who. Was recently sent off for having a bit of a brawl with Aaron Torres, and he's got a, a he's got a child sheet as long as your arm. Worry about your own players. Worry about your own form. Worry about your own team. There's always something else with Simeone and his team in this club. There's always somebody else's fault. It was a referee, or whatever it is. You know, La Liga. They're all against us. He's he's, he's got that, and it's this siege mentality which took him so far, mm. but it's not taking him any further. It was, the, it, was the, it was the gas that gave them the momentum, this team, to have the success. But, it, but it, it's almost like the players are not even listening to it now.
3: Nobody's believing it. Nobody's believing it. You know, Savage in particular, right, you talk about an experienced guy, but unfortunately he's experienced in the ways of Simeone. Because this guy has got a red card, he's walking off the field, he's left his other ten teammates in the lodge, mm. but the only thing he's thinking about is how hard done by we are. Instead of instead of a normal person, a normal player and particularly a normal experienced player would be worried sick that he'd let his team down. But no. Because they don't they're never held responsible from a gang and the manager who's the same.
1: Unfortunately, in the build-up to the game, it was dominated by that effigy of Vinicius Jr. that was hung across the bridge, of course, in the Spanish capital with the caption, Madrid hates Real. Uh, Vinicius Jr. obviously scoring uh, that third goal. Uh, as a player, does it make it... like? I, I well, he no, said Special f- kind of like. Well, nice. he's, he's just yeah. off the back yeah. of the.
2: He's just off the. I mean, it's a, he walks us through this This is the parting of the. Uh, you know. Was this the referee's fault here that the defender stepped out of the way? Yes. I know there were a man down. Was it Hermosa? But this would feel extra special. Yeah, but I mean, honestly. See I, the, the, you'd have to ask the player. I would yeah. imagine the answer is yes for what he's had to go through and is going through. He's not alone. But wasn't he? Invo- wasn't he the player that was involved recently in yeah. an away game? Was it Elche or Gitab yes. Somewhere yeah. where there was alleged racist incidents at him. But what <coughs> what normal person, what normal thinking person wakes up in the morning and thinks, <laughs> I'm going to hang an effigy off a bridge about yeah. a player and it has racial connotations. What, what can you people wake up and that's what they have in the day ahead? I mean, seriously, in Spain in particular, because we're covering this a lot, La Liga and all the governing bodies around it and I know it's the laws are different over there, as said the law has explained many times, but for God's sake, somebody's gonna to have to do something about yeah.
3: this. We we were talking not that long ago about, you know, the maturity of, of Vinicius. He's gonna to have to take it on board that he is now a superstar, those kind of things. But I tell you what, you talk about showing maturity, having having had to go through that, that effigy of the bridge and be able to use it as motivation. Right. And, not, and not, a, not in an angry way that affects the way you play. So to be able to use it as motivation and to be able to do this in the last kick of the game, pretty much, then you enjoy it. Then you start thinking about how great this feels because of that. Right. That's real maturity. That's real maturity. And what a goal. Watch his pass yes. too. Yes, yes, the defenders not great. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I couldn't care less if defenders did that against me. I'd love to be able to do that. Uh, La Liga then continues this weekend. Real Madrid in action
1: against Real Sociedad. That is our feature game on Sunday. Uh, meanwhile, Barcelona kick off early on Saturday. They're away against Girona at 10:15. Uh, for Atletico Madrid, they're in Pamplona against Osasuna. Just a reminder: all these games live on ESPN Plus.
0: Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's electricebikes.com.
6: By France. there's header! And there is Reiner! For the second time in the space of a week, Gio Reiner is match winner for Borussia Dortmund. His World Cup troubles behind him.
1: Gio Reiner, of course, very much a big talking point on Football America's over the last few weeks, and I'm welcome to be joined now. By well, very much the star of the show, Hercules Gomez, uh, oh, that's with j- us. Say that, Seb. Oh,
7: do this, Adrian. The bar is low, boys, but I'll oh. take it.
1: Um, Herc, let's talk Copper America. Of course, been awarded to the U.S., it will host it in 2024. Very good news for soccer in the U.S.
7: Yeah, I would say for the U.S. men's national team, uh, for the Canadian men's national team, for the Mexican men's national team, for. I would also say that the women's uh, sport here as well in CONCACAF um, because of everything that it entails, not only if we're going to focus on the men's side, these three teams which are the hosts of this World Cup won't have quality opposition, they won't have World Cup qualifiers, so they'll have in a sense glorified friendlies if they can get any that are of worth. The potential European suitors of worth, top 10 teams in Europe are going to be in the UEFA Nations League. Uh, the south american teams will be in their own tournaments Uh, so this is a must it was a must for them to get quality opposition leading into what quite frankly could be the biggest cycle in the history of the the u.s men's national team
1: away from this obviously it's been a big week in, in u.s soccer ernie stewart stepping down we haven't had the chance to hear from you about this decision what do you make of it all
7: Well, the timing is is very strange. Uh, Brian McBride, our ex-colleague here uh, at ESPN, uh, was the general manager for the U.S. men's national team. He decided, I guess, before the new year, in October, that he wouldn't continue. It was just announced. Obviously, we all know the drama that surrounded... Gio Reyna, Greg Berhalter, his parents, Claudio and Danielle Reyna, and all that and what it entailed. So the departures right now with a pending investigation from U.S. soccer into that incident just makes everybody's, I guess, eyebrows just raise a little. So Brian McBride is gone. Ernie is now gone. Ernie is said to have taken the job at PSV for personal reasons. He wants to be closer to his family, who is in Holland. Uh, his, his wife and, and and child are in Holland. His family is in Holland. Um, he was here in the States by himself. PSV is arguably a bigger move than being the sporting director uh, for the U.S. men's national, or U.S. soccer, I should say. Uh, So nobody will fault him for that. But the timing is what really leaves a lot just very curious. Uh, So now you're left, if you're a U.S. soccer fan, uh, pundit, or whatever the case may be, you've got no head coach at the time. Um, the interim coach is Anthony Hudson, who was part of Greg Berhalter's staff. You've got no general manager. Don't even know if you need a general manager. With all due respect to Brian McBride, I don't really know what that job entailed or, or what he did there. And now you have no Ernie Stewart. So when are you going to get a coach? Uh, you've got to put the cart before the horse, or you can't put the cart before the horse, I should say. You should, I should say. And you've got to get Somebody make a decision, a sporting director, make a decision first on the coach. So, sporting director, then coach, will it be a general manager? A lot's up in the air, and right now, fans, people, opponents are left wondering when and how this will happen. Are you stepping up, Herc? Are you throwing your name into the hat? Listen, I I, I respect Stevie a lot because I don't know anybody in the right mind who would want to coach. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a reason.
6: That's why
7: I'm shot here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, going back to to Copper America after what we saw in the in the World Cup, of course, positives and negatives. Uh, looking at it last time, they were they made it to the semi-finals when the Centenario was here, Herc. What would be the expectations this time round, or are we just in a complete unknown territory,
7: considering what it's twenty? Yeah, I think this is very unknown territory, Dan. I remember last Copa America, the hype. Listen, let me just start off with Copa America. Um, It's a very nostalgic tournament. It's a tournament with, with teams like Brazil, Argentina, you get names like Messi, Neymar, but by no means is it a good tournament. It's a tournament with two groups of five, and essentially they play a tournament to eliminate Bolivia and Venezuela and then start a tournament again. So so they oh. need CONCACAF here just as much as CONCACAF needs them. And I say this with the m- utmost respect. This is a very attractive tournament. Last go-around, U.S. soccer made so much money of it, off of it. It was like over $100 million surplus off, off that Centenario tournament in Copa America or here, Copa America, in the States. And, and yes, they made a semifinal appearance. I think they were... Very fortunate to do so. It was a good team. They made it. But then you played against Argentina and you see where your level's at. There was a network where everybody in that network said the U.S. would beat Argentina. It wasn't the case. Um, This is going to be a tricky situation because this is a U.S. men's national team, not only the U.S., Mexico itself. Mexican soccer is almost in the same identical problems as the U.S., Uh, There's been a change and restructure in in the administrative uh, roles. There is no coach in place at the moment. So there's a lot of uncertainty. I I really don't know how to peg this. This is, I hope it's not one of those scenarios where CONCAF Nation Leagues comes about and it's Anthony Hudson who does somewhat well or very well with them. And then he's in charge for that. It, It really is about who you put in charge of sporting director the head coach, the vision, the players, how you deploy that, how you think you can play against some of the top in South America that are very good. You've got a Brazilian team that is very good, Argentinian teams, obviously world champions, uh, a few other teams there that can definitely cause some damage. So expecting them to actually make a a theoretical run in this tournament right now would be very foolish. Sounds like
2: the Hex, that, doesn't it? Well, (laughs) you you, you have a competition (laughs) and then you eliminate the same teams uh, and the same teams got the World Cup apart from in the U.S., made a pig's ear of it against Trinidad and Tobago. I tell you what, I'd sooner watch the Copa America than the Gold Cup. Well,
1: yeah, there we go. Good, excellent, that's good. Uh, Thank you very much, Herc. Uh, Much appreciated. Always Uh, a pleasure. Uh, Staying in South America, we we remember the reaction here uh, from the Uruguay players after they were eliminated by Ghana. Uh, Well, FIFA announced that four players have been suspended over instance following the team's final World Cup match. Uh, Uruguay were incensed by refereeing decisions during the two win over Ghana but needed three goal wins to qualify for the last 16 Uruguay's football federation was fined €50,000 over the discriminatory behaviour of its supporters and the misconduct of the players uh, the four players that suspended suspended uh, Muslera, Jose Maria Jimenez uh, Diego Godin and Edison Cavani good So City through to the next round. Naden was there for us, and he caught up with Mikel Arteta after the game.
8: Good evening, Mikel. Obviously, it's a disappointing result, but how would you rate the performance overall from your team?
5: Yeah, very disappointing, because I think we could have taken much more from the game. and. Um <laughs> Just a small mistake in the box um, punished us and um, and unfortunately we are out but I think there are a lot of things, especially the way and the courage and the personality we showed to play the way we played against him, which is is never easy. Um, I think the boys deserve a lot of credit for that.
8: It seemed as though you were very comfortable in the first half overall, but then it wasn't necessarily quite the same in the second half. What would you put that down to, would you say?
5: I think the, the start of the second half, but I think they were, we were very dominant in the second half again, and we have some big openings that we didn't put the, the ball in there to the right player to put them in the net, and unfortunately
8: in these games, you need that uh, to win them. Yeah. And what exactly is the mood like in the dressing room right now? Because I think lots of people have seen Arsenal play very, very well this season and be rewarded with points, especially you know in the league, obviously. But As I say, what is the mood right now amongst those players?
5: This is another level and to beat this team and to beat this team at the Etihad, uh, you have to be ruthless and you have to be um, so convincing, especially in the boxes. And and to do that, obviously, um, in these games is not easy and uh, we like that today.
8: And obviously there's been a lot of talk about this game in the build-up because it was City versus Arsenal, but it is still the fourth round uh, of the FA Cup. Mm Did you have to approach this game any differently because of the nature of the team you're playing against or did you approach it in the same way as just part of the process? We
5: approached it in the same way and uh, we wanted to give opportunities as well to
8: the players that they didn't play uh, a lot of minutes and I think they did really, really well. And the positives that you and your players can take from the game today? Sorry? The positives that you and your players can take from the game today?
5: A lot of positives but the disappointment of being out right now probably doesn't allow me to, to see that many. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Arteta there kind of referring to something you said in the preview, Stevie.
1: Regardless of who the opposition was today, yeah. they had a plan yeah. and they stuck to that plan. But yeah. they're out now. And he didn't lose that baller, did he? Th- there a wasn't a... an edge that oh, the... maybe you've seen from Arteta. And from well, what he's now. done
3: before he stepped out of the dressing room, he's put the, he's put the cassette recorder on the back, Right. Shut the button. Uh, cassettes press. is something that we used to listen yeah. to in the eighties. Yes. And press play, and then he <laughs> spouted on. That's the how the press play. <laughs> I mean, he was just all he was doing was just yeah, going through the motions, going through the motions, bothered.
2: I mean, he gave good game time to players, but as soon as he named it a living at the hotel or wherever it was, It just he might as well have written up on the board, not bothered if we go through. Uh, yeah. And look, I'm not criticising him for that, because as I said earlier in the show, unfortunately, this, these competitions managers will use uh, as a mechanism to give either people game time or make sure you don't risk injury to one or two key players. The eggs are all in the Premier League basket. And that's what he sent to his team. Uh, he's trying to bunker down in terms of his squad, uh, bringing players in. We'll, we'll see if he gets Caicedo before the end of the window. But they've already got a couple of players. But he clearly didn't want to risk. And I was actually surprised. Tom, Thomas Party went off, but I was surprised he played. Uh, but I suppose, I mean, he could have went with just Jackie in there or, or one of them, but, but he did take a risk in, in some sense. He played in Kete, he played Saka. He played Gabriel, he played Thomas Partey, as I said, so he did take an element of risk. It wasn't like he changed 10 players, but he said he was basically saying to the rest of them, you know, here's some game time, we're probably going to get beat and we're going to concentrate in the
1: league. Uh, Nadam back with us. Nadam, overall, do you get the kind of same vibe from Arteta that it's definitely not the end of the world?
8: Um, possibly, but in that last question which I asked him, he's, he, he's talking about the disappointment of the defeat. He was trying to talk about the positives of players getting the game time and how he did want to rotate, but you know, I, I was with him for two minutes. He didn't seem too cheery, Dan, I'll be perfectly honest with you. So I think there is an element of disappointment that exists within him, but when things settle, I'm sure he'll be happy to just focus on the league and the Europa League when that starts back up in a couple of months.
1: There seems to be a theme of you interviewing <laughs> managers and them not being happy,
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan, it's tough. It's tough. As soon as they see my face, there's nothing and even with Arteta like so here's someone I played against I thought maybe there'll be a connection I can confirm there was not done there was nothing
3: <laughs> and, and on top of that he's been chopped out
2: of the ground that's it, it. He's been chopped
8: out. Out.
3: Uh, it's probably an acceptance you know <laughs> from Arteta right as much as he doesn't want to lose games he's probably accepted that because he's making so many change changes they probably will lose it yeah but you know we're always talking about how do you keep a squad happy well The only way you keep them happy is by giving them some time. So really, he doesn't have a choice in a lot of ways when it comes to the FA Cup, because... If he has players around that just never play, eventually they become a distraction. Right. So, so he's, he's kind of... He's that's, ki- that's kind of the actor in him. There. I mean, that's him
2: right. putting... An, I think it's him putting an act on. And it's like, right. oh, well, right. he probably doesn't like Nadim. Well, that's... I can't, a given. I, I can't <laughs> that's answer that question. <laughs> that's but, a given. but what I can say... I think for, for the Arsenal fan base, he doesn't yeah. want to come out and be going, well, oh, yeah, well, he's happy-go-lucky, well, we're yeah. out. He's gone, look... He's almost saying to them... Well, I still expect better standards, even if yeah. I make the changes. Yeah. So he's saying, saying kind of the right things. But deep down, as Stevie said, he'll just chalk this one off. They'll go back, brush everybody down, and try and get
1: back to league business. Nathan, we've talked a lot about Arsenal, it feels, but it was Manchester City who won this game.
8: Yeah, that that is right. I think they were very sloppy in the first half, but the second half it just felt better for their perspective. I think the change with Alvarez coming on, we've seen Kyle Walker go out there as well. They seemed a lot more set, a lot more comfortable. And even though it wasn't say the best version of them, it was, the, it was the version of them that sort of makes people believe that they'll find a way to be back in the title race because they just know how to win. And come the end of it, when you bring on the likes of Bernardo Silva as well, the king of time wasting, the way they showed the character to move the ball the way that they did. I think when all things are said and done, for as good as Arsenal potentially look at times in that second half they had one shot I think it was a shot from Vieira which went wide and I think if you can force Arsenal to be like that then I guess it shows that it's a strong performance they had to play differently but in the end they did it and now they, they're in the hut for the next round of the cup
3: that's, that's positive th- isn't it there you are you know when, you know, when Aki scored we all went oh you talk about a surprise <laughs> well, you were in your big bag of <laughs> chips at this be <laughs> so it was a shock that somebody actually scored huh. Well, at the moment Arsenal—you pretty much,
2: <laughs> yeah. you, you know you pretty much know Arsenal's team if everybody's fit if it was a big game, these two are playing the league, we know the Arsenal team. Yeah. Our city at the moment, a squad of players that within reason it could be anybody. Mm. we have seen De Bruyne on the bench, might have been a bit of a rest. I've seen Foden in, Foden out, Grealish in, Grealish out. Uh, the back four has changed. I mean Diaz has been brilliant for for a couple of years. Uh, he's had some injury problems and all, but he's been on the bench a lot. Would, would have, If at the start of the season you'd have said he'd have been out of the team this long, I'd have said no chance. So there is an element of at least one side of it. Arsenal are crystal clear in what they're putting on the field. And I think at the moment, in terms of performances and team selection, for the first time, I think, in a long time, mm-hmm. I think there's a question mark in terms of who, is, who are City's best, what's City's best team, and does he actually know what's going to do the job for him at the moment. I'm
1: not sure he does. OK, let's move on from City and Arteta, who doesn't like Naden. to another person who's had his beef with Nadam over the years. It's Lassie Ibrahimovic uh, talking about Argentina and their celebrations after the World Cup win. Messi's won everything and he'll be remembered, but the rest who behave badly. We can't respect that. This is coming from me, speaking as a top professional player. That is a sign that you'll win once, but you won't win again. You don't win like that. Kun Aguero who's never short, of course, of coming back on his Twitch channel. Said, let's remember that you also behaved badly, right? I remember that we played against United. I was on the bench, you were provoking, you were talking back, you argued with Pep Guardiola. I imagine that's why he wanted to sell you from Barcelona. You disrespected my teammates. What's more, maybe you're also talking to me because I was there. I feel like you shot me and now I'm shooting you. We are world champions, Latan. There we go. Aguero's had, had the greatest ever summer. He never even
2: played. <laughs> I know. And he was know. on the pitch. He was I know. He's fighting. He's, I mean, are we
1: back in the school playground here? Well, well this seems... It's, it seems... Uh, Frank, it seems a weird comment from Zlatan, does not it, overall?
4: Uh, you know, I think Zlatan has the right to, uh, to express, you know, what he was feeling. It was on French television. It was for the movie that he was involved in, the French movie that he was involved in. Oh. <laughs> that he was answering to some questions. And uh, I think he has the right to say that uh, Messi did well and some others, you know, didn't behave properly. and uh, and just just one thing, Aguero didn't win the World Cup. I think he wasn't in the squad. You know, this his country won the World Cup, but uh, but he w- didn't win the World Cup. Uh, the players won the World Cup. Um, and uh, and another thing, you know, I I think it's not uh, um, Ibrahimovic has the right to say that because everybody saw that and saw the behaviors of some players. Argentinian players on the field, but especially outside of the field and uh, especially after they won the World Cup where they shouldn't have done that, uh, starting from uh, Martinez, for example, and some others. So it's only fair, you know, for a, a, a football player to say that. Yeah, we know the uh, character of Ibrahimovic. He was not a very nice uh, person for, from, for everybody, but he, he, I think he, he was right and his comment was perfect. Now I want to see a fight between a Tibetan Mastiff and an English Bulldog. That would be very interesting.
2: So have, I, have I missed something here? Go I mean, I know... I know Martinez, the goalie, is yeah. a little bit over-exuberant, unless I've missed something.
1: Yeah. No, but, no, but Emi Martinez seems to be... He's a goalie, it, he's, but he's... he's, he's a da- Daft goalie. Like with that aside, you don't feel like the rest of the Argentinian players were up to his kind of. They, were the, they weren't holding the baby with Mbappe and things like that, which upset people, didn't
2: they? Yeah, I, know. I mean nothing says the era we're in more than, than getting upset about no. people. I mean we're. I, but I mean, but I, I, Islatan I is a top professional player. Yeah, I mean he says I they're listen, never going to win it di- again because they celebrated like listen. this. He's he's listen, he's like us and like everybody else. You're entitled to your opinion, but unless I miss something drastically terrible. The euphoria in that country, the expectation in that country, the pressure, particularly after losing the first game, particularly after the fact most players probably thought and knew it was going to be Messi's last World Cup. We'll see if that is the case. Their best chance. What a story it was. Who's not going to celebrate? I mean... this is so 2023 that everybody's just offended unless people go, thanks, we're winning the World Cup, we're going to go back to our bed, <laughs> when nobody's going to celebrate, and back to our
1: clubs. What an utter nonsense. Uh, let's bring in our Latin expert then, Naidan, what do you make of this?
8: Yes yes uh, I, you know with Frank said it he's entitled to have his opinion you know he's played the game for as long as he's done he has been very very successful and that thing about how you can tell they'll only win it once listen most of the world would do anything to just get the chance to win it once so for them they've done it and they've behaved how they've behaved and lots of people within the football world would see it and say they'd never do it that way themselves but so what you know I feel at this point it's the equivalent of me saying to Frank how he should continue talk, how he should stop talking about the fact he's won a World Cup and this is coming from me who's never played in one you know for Ibrahimovic incredible player incredible everything but you know he's not perfect either like I've been on the field with him I've heard some of the things he said not just to my team but to his own team you know and I'm thinking I would never do that and lots of people never would but that's who he is but this is his opinion but at the end of the day Argentina still won the World Cup and it was up to them to celebrate however they wanted and like it or not if you've got an issue, go and stop them, stop them winning the next one and then you can have a say in terms of how things really go and how things should be within football.
2: We've had it, what people don't know is we've actually had it inserted into Frank's contract that he has never to mention.
1: <laughs> Frankie boy. Well, I tell you what, he's, he's Ed, not done a very good job of that. Yeah. Never to mention that he's won the World Cup contract, uh, or he doesn't off. get paid. I'm just worried that Zlatan's in a movie that maybe you could have starred in, Frank. No, I this guy had hair. Oh no. To be fair, it's crazy. Crazy. Zlatan. Well, you
4: know, <laughs> You're you, you, you know what Zlatan was? He was in France, insulted my country. You know, after a game, you know, he was in Bordeaux and saying that we were the worst country ever. Wow. <laughs> so we know the personality, we know the guy, and we know that you have to take, you know, some degrees to understand his sense of humor, I would say. Uh, And again, I think he was on French TV, tried to please the French people and he was maybe clumsy towards the Argentinian. I agree with uh, Nadam and I agree with TV, you know, they they have the right to do whatever they want and they're going to be judged by only what they did outside of the field. They oh, completely job it, to win the World Cup.
2: I'm really on liking that. That. Sergio Aguero's new job. He's the guardian angel. Oh, of, he's, of lovely. he's on so Twitch,
3: he's messing around, he's got nothing to worry about, playing games. At the end of the day, if, it's, if this is Zinedine Zidane coming out and saying that, then you might think about it. Right. But the fact that it's Slater Right, yeah. He's still doing and he get his mush <laughs> in here, into the papers and somebody <laughs> talking about him.
1: Man. Uh, away from Zlatan's mush, uh, let's take a look at how it stands at the bottom of the Premier League table. Because of course, Everton, in search of a new manager, oh, after after sucking best. Don's best friend Frank Lampard, what could he have done more, Frank? Oh, um, Sean Dyche is going to is going to be the man that is going to take control. Uh, does this make sense to Nadem?
8: Um, It makes sense is is an interesting way to phrase it. I think he's somebody who's obviously had a track record of keeping a side in the Premier League, but say if he does that this year, then what are their hopes going forward? Do the fans want to see him, say, the next season if he does keep them up? I don't know. I think he's a very, you know, he's a certain type of manager who plays in a certain style and everyone knows what that is, but not many clubs desire it. But at Burnley, that's what he cultivated and he drew success because of it. But this is Everton, a side that's been in the Premier League for for the duration. So I'm not... I'm not 100% sure. I think he is capable of keeping them up, but I just don't feel like that's what Everton should be sort of hoping for season in, season out. But that's what Daesh, I think, will bring.
1: No, my, be realistic. My, my son's at that City game. I was worrying that he would be the idiot in jumping, jumping up in, in the background. <laughs> no, Fortunately, I, I, well, not. this is a smart
3: move. Is <laughs> this not a smart move? Because, you know, are, are any so called big names going to come in and want to go in and, and, and get relegated? Because right now, relegation is staring on them in the face. Right. So they've basically got the best of both worlds. But, um, People are saying, how could you have gone from Bielsa to Daesh? Like, where, I, I absolutely sort of agree with that. But I'm just, I'm just looking at the Daesh side of it. The, the Daesh side of it is, yes, he's kept Burnley up before. But he's also been relegated and brought Burnley straight back up. So that's why this kind of makes some sense. Because quite frankly, Everton... Ah, Staying in relegation in the face, the chances of them staying up with what they have are slim. Right, and it, so he's he's the ideal candidate. Everton's continuation of a bad strategy
2: has has continued into disappointment, not because it's a bad appointment, but because of those reasons you mentioned. You have to think about the strategic. ...moves over the last few years... ...which is sack a manager, sack a manager... ...throw money at players... Bad players... ...signed players... ...you were like, my God... Just, just ...recruitment was terrible... And ...then they have this strategy where... ...there's a bickering in the boardroom... ...from what we believe... ...about one wants one... ...one wants another... ...he wants this person... Beelzer brings a chaos to an already chaotic club. Might be nice football, coaching, running, working hard, but that's one side of the coin. And then Sean Dites is at the pragmatic side of the coin, which I think is the right thing to do for now. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Kick, you know, all the old adages kick a few backsides, bang a few heads together, organise them, understand who's going to do a job for you, all those things. They're already sort of arguing amongst themselves. Some of the Everton fans because they're conflicted. They want to stay up in the division. We're desperate to stay up, but is this going to be more of when Sam Allardyce come in this long ball football? Sean Dyche himself has been on. Was on Sky Sports. I don't know, six months a year ago, saying, "Look, I, I'm in that box." I think that's what he said. I'm in this box. Put me. A, put, people have put me in this box that I'm a long ball, working hard manager, and I can't change that. Well. Maybe he's got an opportunity to change that. It's a bad squad. It's an unbalanced yeah. squad. But if they do stay up, there's certainly going to be more money from than what he had at Burnley.
1: It's a squad that looks like it will be without Anthony Gordon, who's reported to be heading to Newcastle for £40 million, Naidan. Is he any
8: good? <laughs> what way to phrase the question of course he's good but he's someone who has potential i think we've seen over the last couple of seasons where he's shown real glimpses in terms of his attacking threat his ability to finish create opportunities and he was once the guy that you know get the fans off their seats at goodison park obviously things over the last few months haven't necessarily been that way and i think the way he's leaving in terms of not arriving to train and the like isn't isn't going to be great at all it's not very endearing but I think for Newcastle, they see a player there who won't just be there for a year or two years. It's someone who could be, you know, like a long-term project. I'm surprised that he's gone to Newcastle because, you know, they seem to be a side that, you know, they're in the top four now. I don't think Anthony Gordon necessarily in this moment makes them almost like a lock for that. But I guess they're playing the long game with him, and he does show a lot of potential. And it seems that, you know, now's the time to get him away from Everton.
3: What you, what message are you sending to the Everton fans? You're fighting for your life, and you need everything. It's good at your club to try and keep you up, but you're going to sell. But you've got a player who's refusing to go to training. He's kind of forcing their hand, isn't he? I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that behaviour. But at the same time, what message does it send to the fans? That you're getting rid of potentially your best player.
1: But if your doesn't want to play with you, you ne- and you can't trust him, then you may as well get some money Anthony from him. Anthony Gordon
3: is a, is a scouser who was brought up with a, at the club. You, you're not telling me that, that somebody can get their arm around him, have a talk to him and, and turn his head a little bit. Somebody, see, his agents probably said to him, right, here's how we do it. You're a young kid, listen to me. This is how it's going to work. If you want to leave, then you don't go to training. Don't do this, don't do that. And he's probably... St- He's probably gone for the bait. But well, then he's got to read the. Reap he was saying yeah, that in Newcastle but, the day before. But But, then, anyway, but yeah. then as soon as as soon as the, the window closes and you don't sell them, then you do the you, you go the other way. You get somebody at the club and you get Graham Sharp and all these old players and, and everybody that that means something to Anthony Gordon the to, fans say know, to say you the need fans to
1: know that in your hour of need you've turned your back and wanted to well, leave. Let
3: me, let me tell you something. Anthony Gordon stepped on the field when the window's closed and scores a goal mm. and and they win one 0 there's not going to be one Evertonian trying to slap him in the but back if of the he head. what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't what? What if he doesn't? What if he turns out on the pitch and doesn't turn up? He's going to give... Anthony Gordon, as I told you, is died in the, the wool Evertonian. And he steps on the field, he's going to give you everything he's got. I don't agree. I don't I think any of us agree with the way
2: sort of he seems to have gone about it. However, he was one of the players that basically had to be frog marched out with his car. With, People yep. block- with fans blockading the roads. So, you know, that's not to condone, not turning up for training, but it's fresh in a young man's mind. Lots of people get bad advice. Sometimes you've got to make a decision for yourself. Let's look at it from a Newcastle perspective. You've got Almiron, sort of Joe Linton, Alan San Maximan, who's not played so much. Almiron's just lost a little bit of form, just a little bit. He's not playing badly, but he hasn't come back after the World Cup in the sparkling form he was before it. And also, so far, their strategy of signing players hasn't been big stars, and most of them have worked out. Mm. Whether it's Eddie Howe or I think it's Dan Ashworth, it's up there. The technical director might be wrong, uh, but they've signed. They haven't gone for the big superstars. They've gone for players that they think will fit in. They'll work hard, uh, and they'll fit in with what they're building. So, yeah, I mean, he's he, in some sense he reminds me a little bit of Modric at Chelsea. Although we saw his cameo at Liverpool, look pretty good. But he's, he's sometimes a little bit raw, and I think Anthony Gordon is still a little bit raw. Yeah. Some good things, some inconsistent times, very fast, very pacey, very direct, and maybe going there under Eddie Howe is going to be the best thing for him, to get away from his hometown, and to he, get away from that exciting. nonsense.
3: Because, because he's raw. Right. He's exciting, because he doesn't play as though he's got any shackles on. He plays like he's, he's playing with his, with his mates, and he gets the chance to go at defenders, and he does it. And if there's one thing defenders hate, it's people running at them. And in today's game in particular, you don't have too much of that. So when you do see it, you get on the edge of your seat. That's what Anthony Gordon does. Uh, We'll say thank you very much
1: to Nadem, who I imagine cannot feel his toes anymore now, standing outside in Manchester uh, for that long in January. Uh, Frank, though, will be back for extra time. Uh, Uh, You can always check that out over on our YouTube channel. Uh, that is it. That brings us the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow for more. Of course, a busy weekend of FA Cup action. We've got a, the Bundesliga. We've got uh, La Liga. As blah, well. blah, blah, blah blah blah. Come blah,
3: on. Blah. What else have we got?
1: Blah blah. I started, so I was going to finish, and then I kind of forgot where I was going with that. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. Extra time, isn't it? I said that. Welcome in then to today's edition of Extra Time. Thank you as always for your tweets. Craig with us, Stevie as well, Frank Leboeuf as well. How are you, Frank? I'm good, thank you very much. What about you? I'm wonderful, <laughs> thank you. Stevie, if you could incorporate one player from Arsenal, one player from City into your dishevelled Liverpool team, who would they be? Oh, great question. Martin, uh, the De Bruyne.
3: Oh, yeah? Hi, yeah? Absolutely. Oh, not Haaland. Not Haaland? Well, you got to get the ball up front, have not you? Liverpool can't so, get the ball up to the front players. Right, so you could have Pele. Okay, and wouldn't we'll make any difference. Right. Okay. So I'll start with uh, party, and I'll uh, go with Pissed De Bruyne. I think what happened there, he forgot about not and
2: then <laughs> no, no, not at all. Dug, he dug in again. No, not at all. <laughs>
1: he's done. It.
2: He's here for not digging at all.
3: In. <laughs> <laughs> you did say you did answer very. No point in having Haaland if you but can't stop, get him stop, the ball. Stop digging! Why are you digging? Well, you kept. Don't keep going then. <laughs> because you said before the man no, hold on what did he say before
2: the man oh no, no, hold you on you've forgotten De to- yeah. Bruyne needs to step up he's not there been go. playing yeah role.
3: there you go he's no, happening for Liverpool oh sorry Is he picking the best players today oh. is that what you're saying
1: yes uh, Stevie, right,
3: if you throw take De Bruyne but you have nobody I'll to throw throw score out. goals
4: <laughs> if you uh, if you take De Bruyne but you have nobody to score goals what's yeah. the point
3: well De Bruyne will score goals as well He's doing everything now He's doing it all He's oh, yeah. just everywhere <laughs> He's doing it all He's been benched by He's coming back as <laughs> Superman Yeah hey, and party has been scoring goals Robert and well. Oh there you go Robert We Halland. don't need, we don't need a centre forward We've got two midfielders that have been scoring goals hmm. There you go Robert Hall When's party scored? Mm. Oh he don't <laughs> He has I don't remember the one a couple of weeks ago when he's That's how I do this think Well season? that was actually oh, before sorry. the World Cup. So it doesn't count now <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> so, so I started with... I started with... Oh, well, we scored. And now it's... Now Please it's how many. I guess the party's going to well, get all well, the So now. basically what's happening is it doesn't matter what I say, you'll come up with one of your usual smarty pants <laughs> questions. Go on, don't go on the offensive. I've just, I've just told you two players. Party's two fantastic... Two, goals, two fantastic choices, by the way. OK. Which you don't regret. Not at all. No. No. I wouldn't change it, if you, even if you let me. Wow. Well, we are... No there, you are. <laughs> no, there you are. Party's uh, got no. four goals in three seasons. Yeah, but it's,
1: yeah, four of them in the last four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right, for the boys. What does the City against Arsenal FA Cup game tell us, if anything, about what we should expect when they meet at the Emirates for the first Premier League match-up? That is uh, February the 16th. Uh, zero, says Stephen. Craig? <laughs> uh,
2: well, it, I think it tells us that City are s- still a little bit disjointed. Not playing the type of football we've become accustomed to, and so yep. I, I, everybody. Say, I think not. If I say everybody. That's wrong. I think there's a, there is a consensus that City are going to blow Arsenal away over the two games, and that's it. Then they're going to go on a charge. Even though Arsenal have got a game in hand, and that'll be the end of it. I think even with the changes tonight that Arsenal made, I, I think they've shown that it actually could go anyway. Frank.
4: Yeah 3 months ago I would have said that the two games City will have will will smash uh, Arsenal and uh, and they will go back come back to the uh, just behind them and and maybe uh, overtake them you know just before the end of the Premier League but uh, today again and with all the games that they played previously the Gunners they showed that uh, they can compete and and win the Premier League so today showed again that
1: uh, it's not randomly that the Gunners are, are first in the league. Stevie, Peak City versus Liverpool makes for a better watch than City versus Arsenal. Same style is boring to watch. Different styles is far more entertaining. Wouldn't you agree?
3: Um. No, I think both, no. No, I, I don't agree, no. Mm. I've got to say I was surprised at how uninteresting today's game was Mm. because the way both of these sides play at their best we saw absolutely none of that today so I don't think you can as far as the two games coming up I think it's very difficult to figure out what we're going to get but as far as the question, no the way these two teams normally play should be a great matchup you've got two teams who generally try and dominate the opposition Yeah. That should make for back and forward. You look at the amount of players on the field with the talent that both sides have got, I mean, it, it, it smacks of it should be great to watch. Somehow this game And they, and they don't have the same style. The
2: no, and... Go on, Frank.
4: I think they don't have the same style, sorry, Craig. I, yeah. I, I really think that they're different style. I think uh, Arsenal games is more vertical. It's uh, uh, played with more pace than the citizens, so... Uh, com- saying that they play the same kind of football It's, it's untrue uh, But I, I, I go with TV If you're not in a good, uh, in a good day uh, <laughs> It's not because you're City or Arsenal That it's going to be entertaining And that, That's what well, we had today
2: I understand the question And I think it's borne out of the fact That Ateta is seen as a sort of Disciple of Guardiola But actually Arsenal are not They're more like Liverpool Than people would imagine Right Obviously there's differences. Yeah. But the the Arsenal's normal game is high intensity. Getting it forward quickly, getting mm-hmm. it wide quickly and getting your wingers running at people, that front three. We just didn't we saw it a bit from Trossard tonight. But Arsenal normally play a lot more front foot. City are more obviously uh, possession side. Arsenal do keep possession pretty well. But yeah, there is a contrast in style because we normally see Arsenal bombing forward particularly at home yeah. just didn't see that tonight but I think we will in the league game when there's, I would say there's more at stake
1: Craig it was recently Australia
3: Day
2: it was Burns Night the other oh, night and I didn't was? even know did
3: you know it was Burns no, Night I didn't
7: know
2: either. do you know where I
3: was going to ask you yeah, that question what is yeah, Burns Night for those
2: for Rob, for, it's for Robbie Burns who was the famous poet and I don't know much more than that Stevie help me out comes okay, okay. Stevie he's, he's from, from here he comes from, from where we're from, we're from.
1: right
3: yes you
1: never heard of Robbie Bonds. I've, yeah, I've heard of... Well, at
3: school, I don't know whether they probably wouldn't do it now, but at school, every school would have a Bonds a Day or a Bonds Evening. OK, and what would that Wherever? entail? Well, you had to recite a poem or sing a song oh, oh. from Rabbi Bonds. back in the... Back do you remember? In the
1: Does anything come to mind?
3: No. Tamashanta's Bridge, have you heard of that? No. No, you tell so, it I it, didn't realise, what is Bums it? B- You're cowering b- cower timorous beastie? That For exactly some good. reason, it's called The Mouse. But, but that's, that's how it starts. Oh, your co-run timber is Oh, there we go, go, uh, I,
2: go. I had the other night. Somebody said to him on radio, What's the difference between Bond's morning and Bond's night? And he went about eight hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, who was better? Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduka. Ah, uh, at what? what? What do you think? Well, because they're completely Saker. different players. Uh, well, who who? Uh, for... <laughs> it's for Craig and Mesdal. Oh, sorry. All well, right, oh, well, keep in well, well, sure, what, mind. What's the Australia Day <laughs> got to do it?
2: Well, oh. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, I know. I'd watch <laughs> this doing? <trailer, laughs> Isn't he? That's Kim. Ah, I got him. Uh, right, go That's Riley. No, <laughs> He's not. I don't think he's on the show. today He wouldn't know who yeah. Vaduka is. He wouldn't have a clue. Uh, well, it's hard to say because I, I played against Harry Kierle And I played with Mark Vaduka Right. As Stevie said, I mean, one's a wide guy and one's a big front-up target man. Sure. Well, see, I call him a target man, he's not.
1: Who would you prefer to be on your team?
2: Depends
3: what Vadooks was turning up. OK. I mean... Well, Keogh's a more rounded player.
2: Big Vadooks sometimes could be... Dep- Mercurial. I, 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 I have somebody like him Mercurial. I put this in the right context. He had... Better days than others, depending... OK, it's depending. unpredictable. <laughs> but I can tell you one thing about him. Nice guy as well, by the way. But I'll tell you one thing about him. For a big front guy, he had unbelievable feet, quick feet, skill, strength. I mean, one of the best. Right. Scene. We played against him in the Champions League, and uh, uh, he was playing for Croatia, Dinamo Mozagreb at the time. And we went over there, got horsed after winning the first leg. Prozoneski, all of them were playing... Ooh, it was nasty. We went to clap the, applaud the Celtic fans at the end of it and they were giving us the <laughs> two fingers. But he played up front and basically smashed Big Reaper and Stubbsy all over the place. Right. And when we came in the dressing room, they had like blood all over. and They were like, we need to sign him. And uh, a couple of months later, we signed him. So he was a terrific player. I, I, I would have to say Vaduka I, I, at his best, but I
1: suppose because I played with him. Uh, you'd agree, I imagine, Frank, considering your history with Harry Kuehl.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs>
1: um, I think uh, technically QL uh,
4: is maybe the best, the Aussies I've ever had. Uh, I think Viduca was more consistent than, uh, than the QL overall. But I will go for Frank Farina, the striker and uh, former national team coach. Of, uh, of Australia, I will play with him. That's uh, not an option, rule. Frank. Fantastic you can't throw guy, another option in here. I don't care. One. I want to talk about Frank Farina. <laughs> I love him. If I want to talk about Frank Farina, <laughs> we're live, Frank. and you can't cut I me think off. do go with Skippy
3: instead?
4: Come on, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Frank Farina.
1: <laughs> okay. Final question, Stevie. When are you releasing your health book, so you can share your secrets on living a healthy lifestyle by eating shepherd's pie, crisps, soda, and chocolate? <laughs> Well, we saw the we saw the oh, chips oh, today. It was didn't a we? big packet of <laughs> chips you had today, uh, which was supplemented by a smaller packet because you need big, the big oh. the big one was as he
3: said to oh. us. Uh, this one is nearly empty. Right. The problem is <laughs> is today. Yes. You, you may have a big bag. Yes. But there's probably more air in it than chips. Oh no. So that's why I had to have the uh, backup oh, bag. Right. I, I see. Because well, companies. Well, don't you don't be fooled by the size of the bag. <laughs> there's not as much in it as you think oh yeah I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just scraps in the bottom of that yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah Hey, listen. It depends on your metabolism, right? Some people you're, you're, can get away with eating all that stuff. Yes. I mean, yeah. as your an example, and some yes, can. Exactly. The amount of walking and exercise your, the,
1: you do, your, your metabolism. Right? Five, five, miles just, five miles a day. Five miles a day. Yeah. And if yep. you get lost, even longer. Yes, exactly. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Eleanor's back though. You didn't get lost. Ah, you have not lost recently. You haven't had a no. phone call, Craig? You, no. No, that's no, good. That's no no phone calls. Again. Beautiful. Uh, that's it. What are you doing this weekend, Frank?
4: I'm gonna be on stage on Sunday, uh, north of France. Um, and that's it. I'm gonna be with you tomorrow evening. Oh lovely. There we, we have go. Are tickets people. still available
1: for those watching in the north of France? They wanna wanna go? Did he
3: actually hey Frank? Before you go on stage, did it's full. Yeah, oh, it's sold out. Do you people actually go break a leg? Yeah. Did they actually do that?
4: Uh, we say we don't we don't say in France break a leg, we say sorry, it's a, it's a bad word. We say Mm. Uh, uh, because <laughs> it's it uh, because um, now, but in the ancient time, you know, uh, because of carriage and horses, if you have lots of yes, S, yes, did it, yep. uh, in oh, front okay. of the theater. That would that would that would mean that that, that many people were inside. It's oh. why we say that. Yeah, I see and, uh, say before, before, before the before the play. So, no. Is it a live
2: show, Frank? A leg, it's a live show. There you go. Do you mean to walk out, Frank, when you're acting? Yeah, it's a uh, it's two <laughs> hours it's live, live show. show <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. On
3: stage. <laughs> Can it's not it's a, a live show. show? I did not know. It was on it's stage. On stage. <laughs> it's on stage. <laughs> it's on stage. I switched off.
1: Did they go. There's that Frank. The World Cup. And what about Macbeth? Can you say Macbeth backstage in France?
4: Uh, no, we we, we do uh, more um, than Shakespeare. We do more um, Molière. No, no, than but
1: in Shakespeare, no, but in but in, no, in, in theatre world, you can't say Macbeth. You have to call it the Scottish play, can't you? Or else it's bad luck. There you are. No idea. Oh what yeah, there about. are some some stuff
4: like that. Uh, you don't wear green. We don't wear green because oh. Molière was dyed on green uh, suit. So you don't wear green anywhere because it's bad luck. But I'm not superstitious. Okay.
8: No. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Frank. You've, feel-
1: you've made our producer, Pete, now very happy that I you feel- have feel- to edit that out for the other shows. <laughs> it's Friday night. It's done. Uh, ESPN FC will be back uh, tomorrow as we will be uh, speaking FA Cup, La Liga. Uh, be sure to join us.
6: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all.